Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the world champion of the world podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over talent on the west side of Oahu, the most over, the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu, most, most over talent, period, coming soon. Uh, hey guys, uh, this is a quick recap, actually not even a recap, this is just uh, some of my thoughts about SummerSlam, it's not even a full recap of the show, uh, it's just some of the things that stuck out to me, and uh, where I could see some things going forward, or where I would want to see some things going forward, um, so the... First thing that jumped out uh, that I'm going to talk about uh, that jumped out to me uh, uh, happened on the pre-show. And I think this is the only thing from the pre-show that I'm going to talk about. The B-team, they win again. Uh, They beat the Revival. They beat the top guys. Uh, So it was another fluky victory. Uh, So that that seems to be uh, the story with the B-team. They just keep having more and more fluke unbelievable wins so that's actually kind of interesting that's actually kind of fun to see like okay how can they survive this time uh so i'm pretty sure that their luck will run out i'm thinking maybe uh honestly i'm thinking that it could be as early as monday night raw um depending on where you're at uh that's either tonight or tomorrow night i think for most uh for most people uh who are listening that's probably tonight for them uh but uh but yeah so um i think as early as monday night raw uh we could see the revival get a a rematch because i think we've seen that before uh matches that are on the pre-show and then we'll get a rematch of them uh the next night like the night after mania or or something like that to kind of give the the match a chance to be seen by the bigger audience like the people who may have missed it on the pre-show so uh i'm thinking i think tomorrow we may have uh b team versus the revival rematch for the raw tag team titles and uh and the top guys win so um and then and then we go from there with the feud uh so i i could see that i could see that being a thing i could see that happening um but uh but we'll see or maybe they do uh the they do have another rematch uh because like you know the rival goes to Kurt and they're like hey that was a fluky win let's get it right and then they get another fluke win uh so then the revival's like hey man no that was a fluke win and and then next thing you know at hell in a cell we're going to we're going to finish it hash it all out the revival versus uh, B team, so we'll see. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Um, main card, uh, the curtain jerk match uh, was Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. Um, so this is another one here. Everybody was expecting Dean to go heel. Uh, Seth wins, and there was a few times where it was like Dean was standing like behind Seth in the ring, or he's standing right there, and I'm like, oh, okay, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And then it just never, it just never happened. Uh, and I'm actually, honestly, I'm kind of, ha- I am not even kind of happy. I'm, I'm actually uh, 
really okay with uh with them waiting on Dean's uh heel turn. Uh I'm really okay with them waiting on it. Kind of build it up a little bit more if you've noticed uh since Dean has been back, he hasn't really said anything. Uh he hasn't cracked a smile. Uh the first time we kind of saw like some emotion was when he was cheering Seth along tonight. So um the what I would have done uh if you've if you listened to the last official episode of the podcast uh I would have had maybe uh I would have had Seth lose tonight and maybe somehow Dean be involved in the finish like uh, just like maybe you know Dean and Drew going at it and that distracts Seth Seth loses and then uh and then you could go from there um, and then, uh, and Seth's kind of like, yo, what the heck, man? And Dean's like, oh, you know, my bad, bro. And then, uh, another rematch. And then Dean steps in and is like, yeah, you know, I'm costing you on purpose this time. It should be me. Um, you injure me. You're the reason why I, I was out for however many months. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see wh- where that goes. Uh, if Dean eventually turns, I feel like he has to. Uh, but also right now, um, if Seth is going to be tangled up with Dolph, you got to have somebody there for Drew. Um, so, so that was fun. Uh, oh, just jumping back to the pre-show real quick. Um, it's not even a match. It's just something, uh, they interviewed Samoa Joe, uh, and the first thing that Samoa Joe did was congratulate Renee on them becoming a two income household again because Dean came back from injury and uh that was just a little highlight of just how great uh Samoa Joe is as a heel uh talking that ish uh talking that trash uh Samoa Joe uh holding it down um so the next thing that happened on the main card that I kind of want to talk about uh that some people may be uh I did see a little bit of action on the Twitter. Uh, Shout out to Jericho for saying Twitter like that. Um, I did see a little bit of action on the Twitter and uh, people seem to be upset uh, at the Bludgeon Brothers retaining their titles uh, by DQ. Um, That match, that match was really great. uh, Honestly, Uh, probably one of the best matches uh, that I've seen the Bludgeon, uh, Bludgeon Brothers have on TV or, uh, or anything. Um, they're really talented. I really like them. Uh, but that gimmick, that whole thing, it's just not over right now. Um, it's just not, uh, it's just not working. Um, and, uh, and honestly, to get it to work, I think this uh, this DQ, hear me out, I think this is one of the best ways to get that started. Uh, so a DQ match leaves, leaves it open to where uh, the New Day has a legitimate gripe about uh, getting another shot at the tag team titles without having to go to the back of the line. If they lose outright and the bludgeon brothers beat them even if it's a good match and a competitive match they lost clean so you know you got to go from there um 
if you have the New Day come in and beat the Bludgeon Brothers outright, I feel like you just killed the Bludgeon Brothers. They're dead. You get the belts off of them, and that's basically admitting that this whole title run uh, was a mistake and that you're moving on. It doesn't feel, if the Bludgeon Brothers lose today, uh, it doesn't feel, I if they lose clean today, it doesn't feel like the feud should continue. Like, it feels like, all right, it's over with, get them out of here, and let's do New Day versus The Bar, or, you know, something like that, or The Bar versus The Usos. Um, with without the tag team titles involved apparently because neither one of those <laughs> neither one of those teams has the titles but but you see what i'm saying though uh if if uh if if the new day lost clean then you kind of got to put them back at the back of the line uh and create a, a some kind of way for them to win the non- number one contenders match again you know what i mean um the the bludgeon brothers need help getting over the main thing that's gonna get them over is having kick-ass matches uh with a good team probably not probably the most over team right now uh because you gotta put the bludgeon brothers like if you just let them have good matches with somebody else that we don't care about like nobody's gonna care so you you got the most over tag team probably in the company with the new day who also happen to be incredible at putting on matches uh they have good matches with everyone um and they're gonna have some amazing matches with the bludgeon brothers so you put them uh in in like a a long to or you know a medium to long program together let them burn down the house with a whole bunch of great matches and next thing you know you just might get the bludgeon brothers over um it's the same kind of uh it's the same kind of philosophy that they applied recently with lashley and reigns uh lashley wasn't really getting any responses uh you know, it, he was looking a little bit like a bust, so they threw him in there with Reigns, let Reigns talk some trash on him, uh, and let Bobby defend himself a little bit, let them have some good matches in the ring and some interesting interactions, and next thing you know, Big Bob Lashley is getting reactions when he when he steps out there. Now, those reactions have kind of fallen off a little bit now that he's no longer connected with Reigns or feuding with him, but for the time being it did work uh so i think uh i think they're pulling the pulling the same thing with the bludgeon brothers here uh let's see what else stood out um there's a lot of things uh the next thing that i'm going to talk about is uh becky lynch when is a heel turn not a heel turn right uh she becky lynch turned heel uh, after the triple threat match, after Charlotte won, uh, Becky Lynch turned heel, and not uh, it didn't seem like the crowd thought she was heel. Uh, there was the the crowd was chanting "You deserve it" at Charlotte uh, that she deserved the beatdown that Becky gave her. Um, the the crowd was was cheering uh, for for the beatdown that Becky was given. Um, I saw Bully Ray on Twitter, uh, 
shout out to Bully Ray and shout out to Busted Open. Um, he was uh, he was asking the question: Is Charlotte in Roman Reigns territory now? Uh, is Charlotte the female Roman Reigns, uh, where she's good in the ring? Uh, she does what she does, but the fans feel that she's so overpushed that they are beginning to reject her and turn on her now. Is Charlotte, uh, is that where Charlotte is at? And honestly, uh, I could say that I do feel that there are, uh, there is a growing segment in the audience uh, of people who are starting to resent Charlotte, are, uh, are starting to... Uh, reject uh this idea of her as the top female um and uh personally i don't know i don't really agree with that i do think that charlotte is probably one of the no not probably charlotte is definitely one of the best workers that they have on the roster um is she the number one talent uh, I don't know. I think you can make an argument for people like Asuka, people like Kyrie Sane, uh, people like Io Shirai, because she's now officially uh, signed. I think you could uh, make an argument for uh, some people, uh, maybe some people outside WWE. Uh, Tessa Blanchard is pretty much the total... I feel she's the total package right now for women's wrestling. And then on top of that, what, she's only like 22? So still tons of time. Uh, I think eventually we have to get a uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair match. I mean, can you imagine that? Like, I mean, we had the, the Charlotte Natty match with Brett and Flair on the outside. But imagine a Charlotte and Tessa match and Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard uh ringside that sounds fun um but uh but yeah so I think I honestly I think Charlotte is great uh I don't think that it's warranted uh for her to be getting booed and and stuff like that but that's also the nature of the beast if you're sitting on if you're on top uh and you're getting a consistent push eventually uh the fans are going to turn on you uh there's going to be a portion of the fans that turn on you uh just uh well that that brings me to something else but i'll get to it in a second i want to address uh becky lynch on the heel side uh so bully ray of busted open also um brought this up about uh becky lynch and he says that is Becky Lynch, is Charlotte becoming Roman Reigns, or is Becky Lynch entering Daniel Bryan territory? And for this, uh, I think there's only one answer. Yes, 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 yes. Becky Lynch is totally entering uh, Daniel Bryan territory. And just like with Daniel Bryan, I don't think this is something that the company uh i don't think this is something that the the company uh was trying to make happen uh if i could just give you guys a little theory here i don't think that the company ever thought becky lynch was going to be uh 
as big of a deal as she became even in nxt like if you go back and you watch the old nxt um like they were kind of uh like when she first showed up it was almost like they were messing with her gimmick a little bit um because i remember she was like super irish jig for for a second and then it kind of toned down and then eventually morphed into uh steampunk becky lynch um but i think and i don't think they were really trying to have her be one of the four horsewomen either but the nxt crowd just really got her over and then it became clear that sasha becky uh bailey and charlotte were were the cream of the crop there in nxt uh so once that became apparent and they had uh they were having what they had didn't they have the fatal four-way uh match for the title in nxt uh with those four so uh so from there it just it just kind of kept rolling the four horse women were a thing so they decided to do the call-ups and even then they just kind of stuck uh they just kind of stuck becky with with charlotte you know uh when they were what was that team pcb um so uh so that's uh yeah so so with all that going on um i just feel like becky was kind of just a throw-in they were like oh you know she's a good hand uh but i don't think they ever expected her to get over uh the way she was and you can kind of or the way she is and you can kind of see that uh with the booking and the way that the way that things have gone for her um but the fans just love Becky Lynch she's so uh she's she's so hard uh to dislike she's one of those wrestlers where i mean she's good in the ring um she's passionate uh so you know she cares about what she's doing uh she her character work like when she when becky lynch cuts a promo you can believe it you can believe becky lynch so her character work is good uh and then you you combine all that um you know with her just being a likable person like yeah you you follow her on social media anything like that uh becky lynch just seems like she's genuinely likable uh so all that comes across and it works for her and uh you know the the fans have gotten behind her she's somebody that you can genuinely buy into uh when when she's cutting those promos uh like when when she was talking about how long it's been uh since she was the smackdown women's champ and how it's time for her to win it uh i felt that (laughs) i felt that i could believe it so so um so yeah man that's um that's why i think people reacted that way with becky lynch like they're just all right you didn't win the you didn't win the title well all right boom we're here for it oh you're gonna be a you're gonna be a heel now we're here for your new direction let's make it happen uh so especially in brooklyn uh i'm really looking forward to to SummerSlam, uh hearing becky's promo and explanation for what happened uh but in brooklyn it it's gonna be really tough uh to get her booed um I saw some people saying that it wasn't a heel turn. They didn't think Becky turned heel, uh, that Charlotte shouldn't 
shouldn't have inserted herself into the match. And, like, yeah, that's all fine, well and good. But uh, Becky attacking her best friend uh, after, you know, her best friend had, had hugged her and they were celebrating together, that's a heel move. Um, so it was... It, it was heelish, but I don't, but, uh, they didn't get the intended heel reaction, uh, let's see, I mean, they, they pretty much have to double down on the heel turn, so, I'm expecting, uh, Becky to somehow blame the fans on Tuesday, um, even though the fans were behind her, so, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, uh, let's see, a couple more things that I want to talk about before, uh, we shut it down, um, Ronda, well, no, before we get to Ronda Rousey, AJ, uh, AJ Styles, uh, Samoa Joe, um, Samoa Joe, uh, was really pushing the boundaries here, and, uh, this is another DQ finish, but a DQ finish I'm not upset about, um, it was a really good match leading up to the DQ, and then, uh, basically, Samoa Joe got on the mic and told, AJ's wife and daughter that he was uh that he was going to be the new their new daddy. So, uh that's that's how that goes. Um so you're saying he's going to be their new dad. <laughs> and then uh Samoa Joe rolled up or then uh AJ just uh he had enough of it, blasted Samoa Joe, got a DQ. Um that also makes sense to me. I'm here for it. Uh, I'm okay with with this uh, because we had to. We have to uh, keep this feud going. It's a little bit. I just felt it's a little bit too soon um, to just go ahead and give Joe the belt there. Um, I don't know. Maybe if this feud was based off of something else like it wasn't based on this personal angle i would have been okay with with uh with joe winning or it, it would maybe it would have felt better with joe winning but uh with this personal angle that they're throwing in uh i think uh a more long drawn out feud works and if you're throwing in that well i mean it still works if Joe wins and you're doing all that personal stuff but I just kind of like I like this um because you know it's showing that AJ is still a dominant champion uh AJ's still a beast but it's also showing that Samoa Joe is finding cracks in his armor which I mean he's been the champ for nine months so I think that's a good story to tell uh, that like, you know, he's been not, he's been dominant for almost a full calendar year. Um, so it makes sense that you would have to find some kind of way to chip away. Like how, how can we knock AJ Styles off of his game? He's so phenomenal. He's been beating everybody. Like, how can we knock him off his game? And Samoa Joe is coming through with the, the mental angle to, to get him off kilter. So, uh, so I would, what I could do, what I would do going forward, um, I would do, I would book them for the next pay-per-view for the belt, and then I would have Joe win, 
but like on some kind of screwy finish so that we can set up a rubber match between them and and be like this was this is going to be the definitive match you know what i mean this is going to be where we have a real winner so uh so yeah i i think i'm here for it man uh the crowd was chanting tna at one point and it made me want to go back and watch some old six-sided ring action so uh so yeah i'm i'm here for it uh let's see here ronda rousey uh ronda rousey wins the belt um so Lately, uh, there's been a sentiment on Twitter uh, going around online that Alexa Bliss is trash and terrible and not a good wrestler and all this. And uh, I wonder if those people are still saying that after this Ronda Rousey match. Um, The crowd was dead, but I think that's more about uh, SummerSlam being, uh, you know, 352 hours long um than it is about um what was going on in the ring because honestly as far as in ring standpoint uh this SummerSlam was one of the best ones in the last few years uh even though there were a couple of DQ finishes like the matches were really good uh and there was like the screwy finish with Daniel Bryan and Miz but that was great like all of it was great that even the finish I felt just works um so uh Ronda Ronda Rousey she won um and uh, a lot of these people were talking about Alexa Bliss but I think that Alexa Bliss proved her worth tonight she played her role perfectly uh as the heel who really didn't who really doesn't match up physically with Ronda uh there was really nothing that she could do so she would have to be cunning and try to run away and and do all that and uh finally she got her come up it's uh come up it's and we were we were just great we were it was it was great i think uh i think it worked she plays her role perfectly um so i don't know i don't know with i don't know what all this alexa hate is but um i mean keep hating because she's gonna stay around uh and as far as the match between her and Trish, I think that is, I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, I think it makes sense. Uh, but uh, I do kind of feel for Sasha. Sasha is my fave. And she, uh, she has been uh, working and campaigning to try to get that match against Trish. So it is kind of sad that she's not getting it. Um, okay. One more thing before we go, Daniel Bryan and Miz. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Miz had a great match, uh, played up on on everything, uh, and Maurice slips Miz the brass knuckles uh, to knock Daniel Bryan out to win the match. Uh, that's great. Let's keep this feud going. I think we can keep it rolling all the way till WrestleMania. Like separate them for a little bit now. Like we don't need a rematch at the next pay per view. Let's separate him for a little bit, maybe even because uh, Daniel Bryan was talking about how his his return has been a bust. Maybe you, I mean, this they probably won't do this, but I would maybe let Daniel Bryan just kind of disappear for a little bit. We know that he has his uh, contract coming up. I would even have him disappear and make it look like he hasn't signed his contract. Maybe even let him 
work a couple of indie dates over the next few months. Uh, just take him off of TV, have him give some kind of speech on Tuesday, take him off TV, then announce or let it slip out that he's showing up at Evolve and let him do a match at Evolve. Then uh, he's kind of disappears for a while, pops up, let him do a match at Progress. Uh, then kind of lays low for a while, and then um, you could stretch this all the way out till uh, the Royal Rumble. Because Daniel Bryan right now, he's a he's of course he's a huge star, but he's hasn't really been in any uh, high profile or meaningful storyline for a while now, uh, and the Miz thing has just kind of been hanging in the background. Uh, but I think what you could do is uh, you could have him, uh, like I said, have him disappear for a little while, pop up, do something and evolve, pop up and do something, uh, progress. Uh, just different indie companies that WWE has a working relationship with, is already affiliated with. Have him pop up, do some of these things. And then Royal Rumble, uh, The Miz is in the ring. And maybe have uh, maybe have a spot where the Miz has cleared everyone out, and he's in there by himself. And then the next person comes out, and it's Daniel Bryan's music, and he runs right down there, goes after the Miz, and their feud kicks back off again. And this time, it can culminate at WrestleMania, and that's where Daniel Bryan gets the big win. Um, I I think I think that could be great. Um, I would love that. I think that a lot of people would enjoy that. Um, and it would be fun to see Brian, even if it's brief, make a little return to the Indies. Uh, so that's, oh, okay. Yeah. And then the big one, of course, I can't leave, can't leave without talking about this. Roman Reigns ends Brock Lesnar's reign of terror. Uh, Braun Strowman came down to the ring and he uh, he announced that he would be cashing in after uh, the match on whoever won and then uh, during the match there uh, Lesnar actually attacked Strowman um, gave him an F5 on the outside and threw the briefcase away so that uh, so that kind of knock the um knock the possibility of braun cashing in uh out out of the out of the question um and reigns kind of used that distraction of braun uh of of lesnar beating up braun to basically get the win and he got the belt and show ends um, so no cash in. So I'm guessing that there's a cash in tomorrow. Um, at this point, uh, I mean, Braun has to cash in. Like he, he just has to. Uh, you can't, you can't have this guy uh, not cashing in. So I think, um, I don't know. There's, I don't want to see Braun versus Roman. Um, that feud's already over with. Uh, I don't want to see Braun versus KO anymore either. Uh, and KO just got jobbed out, basically, uh, tonight. Uh, so I think... I don't know. I, but with the way that 
KO lost, and then the fact that there was no cash-in, that leads me to believe that KO is still going to be trying to weasel the case away from Braun. Uh, so I'm guessing that that's how, that's what Braun's going to do now. He's not just going to jump right into a feud with Reigns. So he has the he has the briefcase. Reigns knows it, um, and he's going to be trying to use the briefcase. KO is going to be trying to stop the cash in at all times. So I think that's the that's the dynamic that we're going with. Um, I hope that eventually it ends up with KO as champion somehow. Maybe there's a triple threat between the three of them, and KO somehow s- sneaks out with the belt. Uh, I'm here for another KO Universal Title reign, uh, and this time without like a Goldberg around to destroy him. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Reigns is the champ. This Reigns and Lesnar feud is finally over. He finally did it. Uh, so we'll see what happens going forward from here. Uh, Monday Night Raw is going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to do. Uh, after, I'm I'm not going to do a special recap on Raw. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, after this, I'm going back to just my regular uh, shows, and then we'll we'll be back here. Um, maybe the next time we do one of these uh, will be like after uh, either after Survivor Series or after uh, Evolution. Uh, okay, guys, uh, that's it for now. So thanks for uh, popping in with me on this uh, special emergency edition episode. Uh, this is probably the fastest I've uh, that I've ever gone from recording to the upload. So, yeah, man. Thanks for everything, guys. Uh, see you next week. Peace.